Welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles podcast. Thank you guys for listening. This episode is brought to you by SCC Tech. SCC Tech is changing the game in Chain Lube with their new Chain Lube SCC Slick. They sent me a bottle a couple months ago and I've been running this stuff and I'm super impressed. It, uh, man, your my drivetrain has never been this quiet before ever. So obviously the lube is doing its part and my drivetrain just gets getting cleaner and cleaner. You just apply the stuff and... You ride your bike and you'll start seeing all that gunk and all that buildup you normally start building up on your chain and your jockey wheels. You just wipe that off with a rag when you're done riding. So just wipe it off, go ride again, go wipe it off, go ride it again. And over time, as you start getting in, you really start to see the magic happen five or six rides in and you start realizing your drivetrain is getting quieter and it's shifting smoother and uh, just no more of that like just that dry sound really, um, I don't know, just when your chain dries out and it starts to squeak and all that stuff. So I don't know. I highly recommend it. I'm on board hundred percent going to be riding this stuff probably as long as I keep riding bikes. So encourage you guys to check it out. And if you guys are interested, stop by Sandstone Cycles or Facebook, Instagram, hit us up on all that stuff and get in touch with us. I got some in my shop. Be more than happy to get you guys some. And, um, especially now this time of year, uh, everybody's out on their fat bikes, their road bikes, and the conditions are a little bit wetter than normal. Uh, so I think this stuff will just help you a lot. And to be honest, it lasts a long time. One bottle, um, definitely use it sparingly because it goes a long ways. Um, so you're going to love it and, uh, yeah, protect your drivetrain. It's, uh, it's changed the game for sure. All right, so this episode of the podcast, I catch up with my pal Townsend McKillop. We really just sat down to review 2018, talk a little bit about 2019, um, trying to get some new bikes, touch on that a little, and uh, give our, we kind of go on a little rant on just bike industry stuff, what our thoughts are on it. Um, really, we're just feeling silly. We happened to just be chilling in the bike shop, and we sat down and pressed record on the microphone, and this is what we got. So uh, we're excited for 2019. 2018 was super cool. We both learned a lot, and uh, we're excited for 2019. We got a few things going on. We want to build a bike park here in our hometown, a real one, a sick one, and then uh, yeah, we just wrap it up with a couple of New Year's resolutions. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining us, and I'll talk to you guys next time. And as always, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks. Anything for your drink, dude? I'm dying over here. So, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been doing a little bit of work. Actually, a lot of work. Got a baby on the way. Sick. And Harbor? Arbor with an A. Arbor. Okay. Arbor with an A. She's going to be. Well, she could be here any moment, really. <laughs> You excited? What do you think about having a kid? I, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, an adventure. I think I'm nice. really excited to. I really love kids. Let's just say that. But who knows what it's like when you actually have one that it's yours, a little minion. But yeah, I'm excited. I think that she's gonna be a pretty good, 
awesome adventure in both mine and my girlfriend's life. That's uh, sick, man. Yeah, hopefully it goes good. She was she's due on uh, the thirtieth of December, twenty eighteen. We'll see. That we're on uh, I think the twenty fourth right now, <laughs> day before Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody out there. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve, Christmas, all that good stuff. Yeah. Other than that, we've got a baby on the way. Um, let's see, we got a lot of work going on. Haven't been riding the bicycle a whole lot. That's for anyone out there that's wondering what Towns McKillop is doing. <laughs> He's still alive. I'm still alive. I'm not dead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not riding the bike a lot. I have been working at my job a lot, doing a little bit of side work here and there, just getting ready for the baby, um, doing a lot of miscellaneous stuff. I'm, I'm starting to do a little bit of forging metal metal work. How does that work? Oh, is it you got to melt stuff down? Or yeah, not really melt stuff down, but um, not stuff down. But uh, what I'm doing is more like um, knife work, just like heating oh, up, okay. heat treating, and then hammering in. Side, just a little just side, a little, gig? side gig. Just a hobby, really. Just a hobby. Yeah, I got a few friends that kind of talked me into doing that, so that's kind of something I've been doing on my. I would. That's sick, dude. Downtime, but yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I have a whole lot going on though, folks. Years gone by quick, dude. Um, started out good though. You you hit some races this year. The years bump. The years gone by quick, man. Yeah, I really. So what did you race this year? I forget. I raced. Uh, I was gonna hit Moab, but for some reason I didn't make that one. I remember Angel Fire. Made Angel Fire. Did pretty good there too. Didn't do too bad. That was just a sick race, huh? No matter I thought how it was you great. Did. Yeah, I loved the, it. The dirt was awesome and everything. Um, I wouldn't say it was the best hero dirt around, but it was dry though. Yeah, it made it difficult. Conditions. Corners were blown out. That was when that wildfire was going on at an eagle's nest. Yeah, yeah. Or Cimarron or whatever. Yeah, you know, it was a, uh, it was definitely some good riding though. Beside the fact, I think that angel fire was the only one I made. Really, I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember racing. You know, hmm. the other Scott and Duros, I signed up for them all, but I didn't make them. <laughs> Ty, um, Tyler Anderson, I think we've already talked about this in a podcast, but uh, Tyler Anderson raced for me in Moab, and he was telling me that oh, going right. up to the start line, some people were like, hey, back in, back in. Like, <laughs> Tyler, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't think I raced any other ones, though. I couldn't remember. At least, but I think Angel Fire was it. Really, I haven't been riding a lot. The whole saddle's kind of dusty on my end, you know. I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't broke her out. I'm trying to get into a bigger bike. I Sick. think when I race, or I didn't race, but when I had my Mission Pro, the Diamondback Mission Pro, mm-hmm. I really loved riding that thing. And hopefully, I can, yeah, get into a little bit bigger bike this 2019 year. And so see. people I don't know right now, or me and Towns are both riding uh, and Tyler Diamondback release, and it's a uh, one thirty. Um, the frame is one thirty travel on the rear, so a little undergunned, I think, when you're hitting stuff. I, I know that's. I mean, me and you feel the same way. So I'm I'm in the same boat, man. Going in next year, hopefully, just something a little longer. Like I'm shooting for like one sixty, one seventy on the rear. Is that kind of what you're? Yeah, one sixty. I think is. Um, kind of where I would like to be. I feel like I really loved the leveling platform, the 130, but um, now that I've 
kind of been on it longer and played around with it more and more, I really miss the 160. Uh, 160 all around bike it just seemed like you can there was no second thoughts you know you just kind of yeah went for it or whatever you had going on you just never were really worried or i wasn't i don't know <laughs> the the release you got to be a little more finesse gotta find your line and can't charge through stuff like you might want to yeah i definitely would recommend it though for some people out there it's the perfect trail bike it's a nice trail bike if you me and chris were just talking about how the release is like a really ideal bike for big mountain rides because you can get around on it really well like climbing and long days on the saddle it seems yeah. it seems to do really well and it still descends very well too yeah like it, it handles itself on the downhills it does yeah yeah um, I, I could agree with that yeah. really efficient climber it's comfortable too the it is reach, a comfortable bike the yeah. long top tube everything's real comfortable yeah i like it a lot and uh i think i'm just looking for something a little different though but same um any ideas? Have you, have you looked at any bikes? What do you think? What, 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 would, what would you see yourself riding? There's a lot of bikes I'd love to ride. Our local bike shop company here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> they just kind of get me stoked up on those. I mean, I don't talk to any of those guys there or anything, but uh, seeing them online on Instagram or whatever, the Trek slashes seem to be pretty awesome. Um, I've rode one an older model an angel fire once or twice and they just seem like a really big all mountain bike but you know i don't have anything like i'm really shooting for yeah i don't think i can like pinpoint one brand or or company right now it's just whatever floats my boat i i don't know i feel like we're so spoiled these days all the bikes are gonna be good no matter what you know that's how i i'm a big uh, direct to consumer guy anything i can order direct to my house it I think usually knocks about 15, two grand right off the price tag. Agreed. Unfortunately, um, that's, I think, where the bike shops are struggling nowadays is with direct and consumer sales. Uh, but not really. You need your bike shop. There's a lot of people that are visual people. They want to see a bike in person, Yeah. the different color options and stuff. So that's, I, I don't think it's really hurting bike shops too much. But for me, someone who can assemble my own bike, I kind of know what components are and what bikes do, then I'm absolutely buying a bike direct to consumer just because it's going to be so much cheaper. Yeah, and a lot of people out there think get the misconception of, oh man, Specialized, the best brand out there. My buddy has it and this guy has it and they love it. You guys should really open your mind. There's so many bikes out there that are just amazing. And... But... Uh, Brands I would really, really love to ride would be YT. Um, I love the Intenses. I love the color schemes the Intense come with. They just look so sick and so mean, just aggressive. Um, and probably Common Cell, they have just really good prices, dude. I hope I'm saying that right. Common Cell? I don't know either. They they got prices that are pretty hard to beat. And so any of those I can see myself. But right now I'm just kind of stuck on the YT Capra. Have you ever looked into the Santa Cruz Nomads? I like those. I think those look pretty good. Yeah, they do. That would be something too, but again, I'd have to be paying full retail price on yeah, Santa Cruz. Hard to do that. Hard I'm to not, do that for sure. I can't fork out none of that cash. That's yeah. too much, dude. I, bikes are simple. They should be simple. I don't. It just sucks uh, knowing that you're paying. You know, you're paying your local like I don't know distributors or whatever. Um, sales reps and then the bike shop kind of gets to pick their margins whatever they feel like their margins want to be whether it's 
Christmas time, they can get a little narrower margin and give you 40% off on a bike. So when they got bikes that are 40% off and they're still making money, you're like, well, it's probably marked up pretty high. <laughs> yeah. yeah no uh, so I like direct-to-consumer brands. And there's some good ones. Fazari is a cool one. Kind of caught my eye recently. Fazari up in Salt Lake City, I think, is where they're from. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to go YT Capra, I think, next year. YT Capra. The, I'm still debating 29-27.5, but I think I'll go 27.5. Yeah. Just because I like... Uh, I like jumping real big, and for some reason, I'm just not very good at sending a 29er too far. I don't think anyone is. I don't know, big old wagon wheels. Yeah, I mean, they're awesome for rollover and straightaways, and you feel like you're going fast, but I don't know, man. I was uh, test riding a Jameis Portal up in Angel Fire, and I hit this huge step up. Or To me, it's huge. I think it's, it's probably about a good 25 feet, but it just it just felt, still felt wobbly. Yeah, that 29er just still felt wobbly on the landing, and but uh, other than that, it was fast. It was fast down the trail. Yeah, but I like that real. I just like that solid feel. Like I want everything to be kind of low to the ground. Just know that you're in control and supportive. I really like the way the 27 vibes feel. Just riding down the trail and ripping through like a, a not even a really aggressive section, but you just kind of get more playful with the 27 fives. Dude, yeah. And guys are fast. I mean, I don't think there's a huge advantage. It, the more I'm in this, the more I understand. Like, it's just not making mistakes and knowing how to ride a bike. And um, I don't, it's hard to buy into the kind of the bullshit and the, you know what I mean? The you need a 12 speed drivetrain or you need a 29er. Like, I kind of feel bad when I see the guys, you just go through social media and you see so many people like, picking up on the newest trend and you're yeah i think it's funny there's this i was i'm selling my release right now actually online and this guy messages me and he's all hey does it have a one by 12 not even asking about any other components and believe me my bike's really cheap right now if anyone was smart they would pick it up (laughs) but yeah it is he didn't want it because it didn't have one by 12 that is insane to me Mm mm-hmm he didn't even ask about any other things on it or anything. It's just, because it didn't have a 1 by 12 he didn't want it. I was pretty blown away. But that's just a good point on good, uh, I mean, that's just how the whole biking industry is. It's kind of a sad story, really. Yeah, and recently, the 1 by 12 has been kind of pissing me off because I feel like it gets out of line quicker. And... I just feel like the clearances are so tight, and I could totally be wrong because I'm not super techie and stuff, but I just felt like my 1x11, my 11 speed just always stayed shifting good, unless I bent a hanger or something. My 1x12, like, it goes out once in a while, you know? Yeah, because maybe, like, maybe the gears are just so close. Yeah, know? I think I just think your clearances and your everything is just so close that to have it shifting perfectly, you just have to run through it more often. Um, but that's another kind of reason why I want to, I like the YT because they kind of did a mix and match on the drivetrain. So it comes with a 11 speed E13, I think it's called a TRS race or something, but the smallest or your highest gear is a nine tooth and your lowest gear is a 46. So 946 and they claim it's actually a, 
a, a wider range than the Eagle, which is 12 gears. So you get a, I think like a 511 range with the TRS, and you still only have 11 speeds. And I think then, most 11 speeds, yeah. And then so 946 is just as good or better as a 12 speed, but you get to, it's just more affordable and it gets you around just as good. And I think they match it with like a just Shimano SLX, which I'm fine with. Yeah. So that, that's what's pushing me towards YT is they got creative with the drivetrain. And that's cool. It'd be cool to see more companies do that. And yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm kind of stepping away from Eagle and I don't know. I don't even know where we're at, but yeah. industry in general, you got to be careful, man. And you just got to get out and ride your bike. Yeah, no joke. Get out, ride your bike. Yeah, I remember, guys, 12 years ago, they were sending full rigid bikes off pretty big stuff. Way sending. So don't get all carried away with that $1,200 drivetrain. <laughs> SB150. Yeah. Richie Rude. Got to have it because Richie Rude rides it. I know. SB100. That's the new one, isn't it? The new Yeti. You know, that's another thing I've been thinking about lately is like how many bikes Richie Rude sells. I mean, he probably sells them for as much as they are new. <laughs> well, I mean, like in general, like a lot of people ride Yeti, I think, because, well, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sure the bikes are just ridiculous. the brand itself. Yeah. I'm sure the bikes are ridiculous, but, you know, Jared Graves and Richie Rude have sold, helped sell so many Yetis and have helped. I don't but I guess what I'm getting at is like it pissed me off just recently how Jared Graves and uh, Richie Rue got busted for doping or whatever, and it was it was stupid what they traced in their in their drug testing. But I was reading their comments on social media, and there's so many people just like talking mad shit. It's like, dude, he you just look at his comments and they're like, dude, you were my hero, and now you're just a joke of the sport. Like you've made a mockery of the sport, and I'm like, that guy's done more for this sport than like. Almost anybody, I mean, like, that dude has shown people how fast you can go in enduro, how much of a monster you can be on a bike, just, he's set the, a new bar, you know, new level. He showed people you can do work on a 27.5, you can do work on a 29er, he sold a lot of products, a lot of helmets, a lot of, you know, I don't yeah. think that many people would be riding the Giro Switchblade if it wasn't for it being on the box. I mean, mm. so it pisses me off when there are people, want to judge people, and it's like, man... It's a, the dude obviously give, has give talent. the guy credit. It's not, yeah, it's not because he dope that he's so sick. It's because he can ride a bike. Yeah, I agree. You know, and same with Sam Hill, man. Like, he, he he's not as big and strong as Richie Rude, but he can still beat him. He don't ride a twenty nine er. He rides a twenty seven five, and he still beats all the guys out there on twenty nine ers. So that's pretty like that's, <laughs> flat pedals. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty like yeah flat pedals, and I think that's a good enough. That's good enough evidence that you don't need a 29er. You don't You don't even need a carbon bike, you know? For a long time, Martin Mays was riding an Alloy GT. I mean, he's on a carbon now, but... And there's a lot of guys out there riding. Well, didn't Sam Hill win his first DWS title on an Alloy Nuke Proof? Yeah. Because that carbon Nuke Proof yeah. is pretty new. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's with my him winning, With him winning that, I think he got the carbon... Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if he would even care. <laughs> I know, and that's. I think it's thing. If you just love riding bikes, man, you shouldn't care. But yeah. I can go on a lot of rants about industry stuff, man. Even supplements, dude. It's like ah. I know. You just gotta go out there and work your ass off, dude. <laughs> learn how to hit jumps. Learn how to backflip. Learn how to. 
do like really steep roll-ins and uh, step downs and just learn how to put power down. So learn how to ride your damn bike, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything else isn't really so relevant. Like, drives me nuts to see guys just popping like honey stingers every ride, you know. They go on a nine-mile ride and they eat a bag of honey stinger and you're like, oh, that would hurt me more than it would help me. It's not going to make you faster, that's for damn sure. (laughs) I think it would make me feel like dog shit, personally. Yeah. I could see if you're an endurance runner or something, you need that stuff. If you're running a 200-mile race or a marathon or something, you know? Well, even if you do need that for smaller rides, you probably got to work on something else. (laughs) You know? Haven't been riding long enough. Yeah. You need to work on something else. I wouldn't think that you need a honey stinger on a four-mile ride. Yeah, just need to ride more. Mm. I mean, I would go on full day rides with just a bottle of water, be half already done, and you barely have anything in your water bottle, you know? See people packing in camelbacks and three water bottles. Like, gosh, dang, man. Train your body. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. That's funny. Um, the sport is funny. I just think it's a really funny sport. It's got some weird people in it. Some good people and some weird ones. I'm learning a lot, man. It's it's tough to... Uh, I don't know. I think you're at the same point I am, where it's just having fun with it. I'm getting kind of tired of attaching myself to brands and companies. And um, Granted, if I use a product and I like it and it works good, I'm going to tell people about it. But it's a too much effort, dude, to advertise for people and... Social media is another thing that really bums me out and has been bumming me out a lot lately and I've really just kind of quit using it lately. I'll throw a few things on my story or whatever, but I don't know. It's just uh, it's too much effort to mm-hmm. hashtag everyone and tag everyone and I'm just like, it is ruining it for me. So huge step back from that. And um, I guess that all leads into like what you're saying, just the industry. People are funny. Just Yeah, it's a weird, weird, uh, weird system. If people... Like that had attitudes in my life, man. That shit just wouldn't last, you know. You just don't see it in normal today in my life, at least. <laughs> but what do you mean by that? Ah, uh, just how people are, man. It just doesn't make any sense to me sometimes how people act, and the way they are. It just make I don't know. It's like yeah, there's just some stuff. On Strava, you hear whatever about people ranting on about a freaking tree being cut. It's like, yeah, nobody really cares. I don't. Yeah, or everyone just talks shit behind each other's backs. But I guarantee you wouldn't say it in front of someone's face. You know. Man, I can definitely relate. I feel like I get, <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I, I do, I get people saying, "Oh man, so and so said this," and just and I'm just like, I, whatever. You know, I. So, you know, you ruined this trail or you moved that rock and you sanitized this. And I'm like, Pfft. and then people try to talk shit because, and then they say, well, you can't ride. You must not be able to ride a bike since you had to move that tree branch. Yeah, and you're like, hilarious. it's frustrating. You're like, I'm <laughs> pretty sure I, maybe I can ride a bike. So what? The tree branch was annoying. So got rid of it. Yeah. Dangerous. You know, and, um, and if it wasn't dangerous, I don't give a shit. We wanted that tree gone anyways. We wanted to go faster down the trail. <laughs> <laughs> the tree branch was hindering No, we're just feet. joking, guys. We're not trying to start kind of all these fights uh, on social media. But um, it was a safety issue. Yeah. Definitely would. 
Hmm. So you did ride recently, man. Went to Moab. Went to Moab. And, you know, I, I did better than I thought I was <laughs> going to do, you know. I think I've only rode the past five months, maybe twice. So that's a good indicator of really where I'm at with biking right now. But You didn't seem tired. I mean, not granted, it wasn't a huge ride, but you just didn't, yeah. didn't lose much. Yeah, I, I was I was running a lot for a long time, and I think that maybe kept me in sort of good shape. Yeah. And I also take really good care of my body. You know, I have a few beers here and there, but yeah, my uh, I take vitamins and I eat really really well. I don't eat any crap foods, so yeah, that has a lot to do with I think just being able to throw a leg over the bike. But you were uh, go to the gym quite a bit with your dad there for a little I bit. I was yeah, I was working out a lot. Um, not lifting heavy weights, just um, lightweight, lots of reps. Perfect. But yeah, I've been. I mean, I'm staying in shape to a certain degree. I wouldn't say that it's riding shape, but. That's sick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you ran some tubes in the lab. Yeah, I was really blown away that worked out. <laughs> you you know, I never ride tubes, man. I've learned my lesson over the time that. Just don't put tubes in your bike. No matter what you think, you're going to blow them. But, man, we were ra- bashing rocks and everything, and those tubes did just fine. I was blown <laughs> away. <laughs> Maybe the tubes are the new uh, thing. <laughs> no. As long as you have downhill casing tires. Tubes yeah. with downhill casing tires. You know, I can't tell you how many times racing, getting ready for a race, or riding, the most expensive thing you get yourself into is blowing tubes. Or blowing tires and then putting sealant in. By the time you have to buy new tires, it's like you're in the $150 range with freaking sealant, you know. <laughs> and of course, the bike shop that sells you the sealant only has the big bottle. Yeah. So you got to buy the big bottle. Yeah, I just think that just get out there and put a tube in your damn bike, you know. It's fine. Here in New Mexico, we have goat heads and that doesn't help out. But um, If I didn't race... I would consider running tubes all the time. Yeah, it's pretty sketchy racing with tubes. But if I was like I race all the time, so I obviously want to not puncture. But if I didn't race, dude, I don't know why I would spend money on tires. So yeah, I'd just take a tube with me on all my rides. It don't I'd like get to messy. try that. Uh, I yeah. really like to try that. Um, what's that? Not the Mister Wolf, but the. What's that inner, inner Oh, yeah. Line? So there's a couple. Kushkor. Uh, Kushkor, yeah. Um, Vittoria makes some other one. I forget the name of it. And then Mr. And then Wolf. Mr. Wolf. Uh, what's that company called? Oh, it's just called Mr. Wolf. Huh? Yeah, company. Mr. Wolf, yeah. Their insert's called the Banger. And I think they got another one out now that's a little bit... It's got like an in, in, inflatable tube on the inside of it. or I don't know. That's a whole contraption, but... Yeah, that's kind of an expensive little product to get into, but I think it'd probably save money. Well, I, I tried Kushcore and I blew my tire and I said, fuck this. Took it out right away. <laughs> it was Did too you hard really? to... You, dude, you bought Kushcore or what? Yeah, I have it sitting in there. You can have it. No, I don't want it. But I put it on and uh, yeah, blew my tire. I mean, I didn't hit the rim. I just, a stick went straight through the top of my tire and I'm like, well... You're going to get flats either way. And the Kushkore is just a pain in the ass to put in. So I'm like, it's not worth it. Another marketed item. <laughs> so here I was pushing my bike and I don't know, man. It helped to like ride it down the hill because you can kind of ride your bike still down with the Kushkore in it. But it don't help. It don't help that much. 
Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. I, I want to try the Vittoria one because whenever I did the podcast with the Mackie, uh, Mackie Franklin a while back, he 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 said some good things about it. He said that. He like really likes it. Yeah, but who Granted. knows? Who knows what's true because it, he's <laughs> sponsored by them, so he says whatever they tell him to say. You know. <laughs> but I'm still interested in experimenting around. Um, I don't know, man. Because that you're right, dude. That's the most expensive thing. It's freaking flats. Tires, I know that's your pet yeah. peeve. Pet your pet peeve. I don't know how many times I've you've, I've caught you cussing a tire. You hate yeah. putting tires on. <laughs> God dang, I do. They always put them, and then we always put downhill casing on, so it's even harder to put it on your rim. And then what really gets you on your nerves is when you buy a brand new rim and you freaking blow the tire and bash the rim. Oh, dude. It's, it's like, gosh dang. But hey, it's part of it, guys. You know, it's yeah. not like uh, every sport out there is costly in different mm-hmm. ways, so. Yeah, I'm just super grateful we get to do it. Yeah, no joke. It's pretty sick. We're over over fortunate. Living in a crazy time. Yeah. I was uh, telling a friend the other day that um, one of the, my daily exercises is I keep like a gratitude list every morning. Kind of wake up, write down some things that I think are pretty cool in this world. And the other day I was writing down that I think one thing is pretty cool is the time I've been given to live in. I think is... Um, a bit blessing. remarkable. Blessing. We have so many advances in medicine. We have so many advances in technology. We kind of don't really have shit to worry about, but it seems like so many people are depressed and anxious and worried anyway. It's like, man, we don't, we have it made. And I, I'm all just super grateful that of all the time, because you can't really measure time. It's pretty endless. Like, we don't know. You know, time is just the ongoing thing, and it goes ongoing in both directions. We don't really know how far. So, the fact that I get to live in this little bleep of time, I'm grateful for it because uh, it's something else. That's for sure. Like you just like this, like this computer, this microphone, like you know, drinking this root beer. It's like yeah, <laughs> they didn't even have that shit like not that long ago. I know. It is crazy. Computers, phones, they didn't last. last, Like, those are new, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird to think about. Satellites, Wi-Fi. We live in a sick time. Smartphones. Carbon bikes. Carbon, yeah. (laughs) It's not the rave, guys. Stick with Aldo. I'm not smart enough to hold this conversation, but... I know. I know the ocean's full of plastic. I know the air's full of carbon. And um, I don't know how good it is, you know... I'm pretty for drilling. I think oil and gas is cool. We need it. This is how this computer is made and your cell phone and all this stuff. But sometimes I think we might be pulling a little bit too much out, using yeah. a little too much more than we need. I mean, there's a line at every gas station. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's making billionaires quick. That's one good thing I think about that, that scientists gas, have found a good way to make it work and not affect the environment too bad. You know, the way that, I mean, yeah, I don't don't know. I should shut my mouth before (laughs) we start. You don't really know what we're talking about. Not only do we know what we're talking about, but we're talking about the wrong kind of shit. (laughs) Right, huh? Going off on. But, hey, you know, oil and gas, I support it. For sure. Big time. Well, I mean, we use it. It's a much-needed resource. Yeah. And, um... 
all those tree huggers can go ahead and just they need to point their head in different directions I think I just think that there needs to be a balance everything needs to be balanced but that's my view on it is just sometimes I don't really believe that we have to pull so much out right right at this very moment yeah but everyone's gotta keep their job you know everyone's trying to keep their job in their ways yeah well I don't know man sometimes I just look at it as a business it's a business oil and gas industries are business the CEOs of these big companies I don't really know how passionate they are about oil and gas but I certainly know they're passionate about making money yeah that's for sure and they're making a lot of money (laughs) <laughs> I don't see none of that. <laughs> so it's making billionaires at a rapid pace. Yeah. I just wish them, I'd like to see that keep going. And if we just keep pulling it out, I don't know if it's going to be along. How many generations we'll be able to extract? I don't know. I hear optimistically people say, oh, there's there's enough oil and gas to last forever. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to measure that. Maybe I've heard both both sides of it. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is like, ultimately, we've never done this before, so we're gonna kind of learn as we go as a species, as a as a Mm -hmm. human race. Yeah. So everyone by priests. We'll see how it pans out. (laughs) Yeah. We're getting off topic, guys. I'm sorry. We're rambling. Nothing else to talk about. I guess. Uh, Racing next year. I don't know if I'll be racing anything big. No Scott Enduros. I think I might hit into... I like the Blue Mountain Enduro because it's super local. Not local for us, but it's like a local vibe. And it's not very Mm -hmm. expensive. Monticello, Utah. For those who don't know, check into that. Yeah. They do it like around October. Yeah. Look up uh, Rome Industries. They put on a Blue Mountain Enduro in Monticello, Utah. And it's one... I think it's August, actually, guys. Don't don't get me wrong on that. But yeah, uh, Blue Mountain Enduro. I don't really like the hoedown very much, so I'm not probably not going to do that one. Uh, that so far is what is on my agenda. <laughs> not a nice. whole lot. But. Um, they're doing a BME in Telluride this year. Oh really? That'd be cool. I like Telluride a lot. Colorado, the old CO. <laughs> yeah. So. I think that's one I'm going to sign up for, but I'm maybe with you a little bit. I'll probably do, I don't know how much racing I'll do, but it depends if I get a job or not. <laughs> yeah. I've been quite unemployed for a while now, but <laughs> I've been enjoying it, but I really, really have. It's been such a cool time in my life. I love it. Um, but uh, I don't really know, just because with the bike shop and stuff now, I, I, I really put a lot of my time into this, and uh, I'd like to do more podcasts. They're fun. I've enjoyed going out and meeting strangers. Yeah. There's some cool people out there. Yeah, and a lot of knowledge. Too. There is. I've learned a lot from just interviewing people, and I would like to just get better at that and do that. Um, but I guess going back to how much I'll be racing, I don't know if I'll hit a full series, like the full Scott and Duro Cup. I might just do one or two, and then do like the BME and Telluride, and maybe Blue Mountain. Yeah. But, I'd probably do that BME and Telluride. It's, I like Telluride. Stupid man. I don't even know what day it is, but yeah, then tell you right. I've never rode anything off their bike park, have you? Nope. Just mm-hmm. rode the bike park. They'd probably have some sort of backcountry stage. 
Mm-hmm. But the bike park's pretty awesome. There's a trail called the World Cup. I think they had the World Cup uh, downhill series there at one time, but it's a pretty nice, rough and rugged trail. Yeah. It's, um, it is pretty rowdy. I hear a little bit of talk about their building trouts out there. I don't know. You hear that stuff? I heard, I yeah, same same thing. I was, I've heard that for like the um, past year, so it might be... Yeah. What's that um, company that is doing that? Free ride. Gravity Works. Gravity Works. Yeah. Does that sound right? Is that a company? I don't know. I think that's who I heard. Yeah. So yeah, there's some good stuff coming up there in Telluride. I think. Hopefully, if not, there's already good stuff there. Yeah. So. And uh, another one I might ride because the Scandero Cup was a super. They were really, really looking forward to doing the Durango Scott and Darrow Cup up at Purgatory, and then the fire they just didn't pan out. So if Scott and Darrow Cup throws Durango on their schedule for 2019, I'm, I will do that. I yeah. think I'll sign up for because I was one. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know all those trails really good. You've probably rode the majority of them. Uh, whether we've rode them or not, though, it's close to home and it'd be sick. We would know a lot of people racing that race, and I think it'd be a lot of fun going out and riding with them. It's going to be some tough comp, that's for sure. But yeah, Durango, guys, that was actually in the beginning of the podcast. We talked about which ones I've raced, and I really was looking forward to that this last year and didn't get to do it. So, And I think that's probably a podium where I think you would see a local up on the box. Oh, yeah. I, I really think there's enough talent in Durango for someone to either win that round or or get up on the podium for someone from Durango. It'd be kind of cool to see some of those Yeti guys or uh, Cody, Kelly go to that one because there's a lot of good riders in Durango. Dude, there is. Most of them do XC, but they do bust out those trail bikes every once in a while. Yeah, I've... Yeah, for sure. So that's probably one I'll do, throw on my list. But yeah, dude, it's... Oh, I was going to talk about... uh, Trying to build a bike park here in Estic. That'd be pretty sick. Think that's something yeah. we need? Oh, yeah. We so. could always use a bike park. There was one of a couple of years back, and I, whenever I was ripping the 20-inch bike, I used to ride out in the hills and the boonies. It was a lot of fun. I'd like to see it again. I don't know if I'd throw the mountain bike over it, but I, well, I, I do like riding 20s here and there. I, I kind of want to make it um, like dual slalom to the... That caters more towards mountain bikes, doesn't it? Yeah, so I don't know. Probably like a front front suspension bike, really. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to kind of make it to where it covers a little bit of everything for the twenty inch guys. Have some big dirt jumps, and yeah, then for the mountain bikers, just have like some drops and some big tables. You know. Yeah, I would try to target mostly twenty inch because it seems like there's just so many kids riding twenty inch bikes nowadays. Yeah. We gotta get them on the mountain bikes though, you know. The so the the vision I have in my head is something kinda like Sedona's. Yeah, they have a good good idea of what they got going on there. But I don't you think that's something you'd want to ride on a twenty inch bike? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of kids that would though. Obviously ours is gonna be a lot different, but that that's the kind of bike park I'm going after just so just to give people a vision, like I'm not trying to build like a BMX track. I'm wanting to build an actual mountain bike skills park. That's cool. It's gonna be hard. Like I was, I'm just trying to have. I'm having a hard time finding the right team. You know, um, I got a couple of guys. I have a guy coming down from Durango, who's gonna help me. Kind of help me with it. Um, 
Dirtcraft MX, they build motocross tracks, but looking into them and then kind of looking to ASIC Trail to open space to kind of sponsor it or get some money from them and then the rest probably grant money. But I don't know. Never done this, but I feel like might as well do something while I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, we got a lot of good land for it. Some of the dirt's a little bit tricky, but mm-hmm. as long as you work around the washes and stuff, the way the water runs. Right. And it's just, I think a good astic would be good because it's year-round, right? You can go out and ride it today. And what, it's the day before Christmas, and you can go out riding a bike park today pretty easy. Yeah, it's beautiful here. So it feels like spring outside. I know. It's kind of a bummer, but I love it. Yeah. I always bitch about the cold, but then I bitch about the warmth. <laughs> How funny, dude. Cool towns. Well, what else you got, Dan? That's about anything else? Not, nothing really. Nothing else going on? Nothing really. I'll probably I'll be moving here soon. Um, oh, yeah. Not far, actually. I'll be sharing doors with Chris here. We'll be neighbors, dude. Again. That's cool. But other than that, you know, hopefully I can get rid of my bike I have now and get on another one. I really mm-hmm. want to get on another bike. I want to I want to feel what it feels like to be on a 20-inch or a 160 all-around bike again. But yeah. Yeah. Trying to Just so it. everyone knows out there though, I'm still alive and I'm still Yeah. Yeah, dude, I just wanted to catch up with you and see what you're up to. Um, but none of us have really been riding too much. I probably ride the most, but I don't really do it. I just go out and find little drops and stuff out in the hills. Yeah. Probably helps to be unemployed too. It helps a <laughs> ton, dude. I love it. I love it. Sometimes right now, I, I wish, love it. Taking sometimes I wish I'd get fired. You know? <laughs> dude, it's been like a super blessing in disguise. I can't believe how fun life's been lately. And, yeah, that's cool. Um, I still am looking looking into get getting back on my career path, doing what I was doing before, but not in a big hurry right now for sure. Just loving hanging out with the wife and the kids every day. I would take advantage of it as long as you can because it's so great. I mean, you got a newborn now. Yeah, it's, you can be around for her, helping her out. It's been yeah really helpful because that's what I was gonna do, man. I was just gonna get a job right away, and then then I was like, oh maybe I'll stay at home for a little bit till Tony can you know get on her feet good and everything and and then uh, after that I was like you know we don't have a lot of debt and I don't really need to get a job so I just stay <laughs> home I'm like you know making money with the bike shop and you know it's like yeah I mean it's like you're still hustling big time yeah I you're think that's hustling. the big thing is like put yourself in a position you know where your vehicles are paid for you know you know drive use vehicles you don't need a $60,000 Duramax or I don't or I don't either. Chevy Yukon or something crazy, a Chevy Tahoe, $70,000. And people like that, that got two jet skis and a Harley in the driveway, like, yeah, you're kind of fucked when you lose your job. Like, <laughs> I would be, certainly. I don't know how to make it work, but in my position, super fortunate, man. Yeah. To just be I'm able super to happy that you are able to do this because, yeah. and you know, I'm always here to help you and you got a lot of people behind you, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people can't do the stuff that you're doing. I couldn't. I I just couldn't make it work because I have debt, you know. Right, but. right. That's all right, man. 
um, when, you know, just take advantage uh, when you're working, pay stuff off. Yeah. It'll work out. Um, so, I don't even know what to do with sandstone cycles. I think you're doing good. Yeah, so just I just do the same. That's what I've been doing lately, man. Just letting it idle and just, you know, I get, you know, people calling me and I got it online and it's on Google and stuff, and that's. Just not, I'm not big on shoving it down people's throats, you know, just constant advertising and stuff. And, people will know, people will know to come here. You that, know. and like I was telling you earlier, man, social media just burns me out. And yeah, I'm like, Ugh, big I time just, here too. I can't pay for like Facebook ads and I'm just like, eh. If people look me up and are like, hey man, do you work on bikes? I'd be like, yeah, bring it in. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it does stress me out too, the whole social Maybe media. Maybe I don't want to get too busy, that's probably why. I'm afraid to have a line of bikes <laughs> to work on. A line of bikes and you're working 80-hour weeks here. <laughs> Trying to enjoy my time. <laughs> so but, That's yeah. it. Just keeping it a bike shop and keep doing these podcasts and keep racing. That's cool. I guess me, you, and Tyler keep racing. Yeah. Doing our thing. Yeah, we'll Tyler. Out. Time bomb. Time bomb. Yeah, he couldn't make it. Well, we didn't really call him. <laughs> I didn't he's want to bother like, him. He's got a lot going on right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, I didn't really want to bother him because I know he. I know. Well, I rode with him yesterday, so. But I know he's just super busy, and yeah. So that was actually really cool to get a ride with him, and uh, mess around a little bit. But yeah, he's been busy. Yeah, it's good. And um, it's hmm. all good times though. It is, yeah. Maybe race a cross country race. Yeah. Think you could do it. I don't know. People always say I'd probably be pretty good at cross country, but I know I wouldn't. I don't like to suffer. You know, I don't like suffering. I Hopefully here moving closer to Christy can motivate me to get into running and stuff again. I get my, my cardio and my endurance mm-hmm. up, but we will see if I'll be on a cross country bike or not. Who knows? I think it'd be fun. I think I know. I know it's always been me, you and Tyler's vision to do like the 12 hour Mesa Verde as a team. Or even that I'd like to do the Iron Horse one day. That would be sick, as a huh? team. Just to ride to Durango or to Silverton. Yeah, just the road race. I don't think I'd do the cross country, but that would be fun. I think the Iron Horse would be a good one just to do. Everyone, it's a big race. People travel all across the world for that. Just to do that. You uh, you rode a road bike? A little bit. I don't think I ever have. Not seriously. No, me neither. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'll get on it. I'll pedal. <laughs> Still enjoying the flat pedals? Yeah, I like the flat pedals. You know, I think I I feel way more comfortable with clipless, but um, there's no reason why. That's just no excuse. You know, is I should be able to ride both. And I've been really I like riding flat pedals. I don't have any uh like set shoes for riding flat pedals so mm-hmm. when you hit your foot on a rock it feels like you break your toes it's pretty <laughs> rough but yeah. I'm uh I like both dude I, th- I think both have their kind of place I-, I know if I rode a road bike I'd probably be clipped in for sure I know oh, yeah. there's no reason like I'm just never taking my feet off the pedals yeah and you know kind of get I feel like I'm able to put more power down with clip clipless. Yeah. And I know that may not be true or some people may not believe that who are like super into flat pedals, but I feel like I do, man. When I clip in, I feel like I can climb real easy. Yeah. You know, I can haul ass and stuff, but when I'm riding really chunky, rough stuff, steep stuff, big jumps, 
I just don't feel good on clipless pedals. I have to have flats. I feel so much faster. That's the funny thing is I feel the opposite way. Really? Yeah, clipless, I feel like I can just feel... I'm more one with the bike, I feel like, but... Pick your... Pick your just helps you navigate the rough stuff. Yeah, but that's the funny thing, though, is I get on my 20-inch bike when I had one. It was like... I was I didn't have a problem with sending big jumps or anything with with no it's a regular clippers. BMX bike yeah so the moral is uh, so the point is do whatever the hell makes you feel good yeah <laughs> Can we, is that what you think is that just feel thing? comfortable guys just because we're just talking about this shit doesn't mean to get on clipless or flats there's absolutely no truth to any of this yeah so just feel whatever I mean <laughs> if you like flats. Don't spend 70 bucks on clips, and then you have to buy another $70 pair of shoes. Just ride flats. Just ride flats. The EWS champion, EWS champion for the past two years has been on flats. So Because he likes it. Yep. Probably that's the biggest thing. It's yep. not that he has any, like, well, that is the advantage he has of being on flats. It's like that's his shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I bet if he got on Clipless, he'd probably still rip that, too. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of talent. Sam Hill, we're talking about, guys. Sam Hill. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, let's get after it. Christmas tomorrow. Christmas tomorrow. And uh, like Chris and I both said, Merry Christmas. And uh, what... Uh, actually, real quick, I'd like to ask Chris here, what's your uh, New Year's resolution? Mm, dang it. I had one the other day. Dude, I had a good one the other day. I already forgot it. I was telling my wife about it. See if I could think. Hmm. Well, I want to run a marathon next year. So there's that. But I don't. I know that wasn't it. I'm sure you'll do that. Yeah, I think I'll just do that either way. Hmm. Dang, what was it? It was something weird, dude. It was something about like... It was definitely like a self-improvement one. Something to do stupid with like... I don't know. Either way, I want to be more... I guess... Dude, I can't remember what it was. It'll come to me, though. I definitely want to read more. That's a thing. I read a lot now, but... I guess I don't exactly always set aside that, like, one hour to read. I just kind of, like, when I have some downtime and pick up a book. I'd like to get more structured in my day where it's, like... Every day between, like... Whatever, like, 4.30 and 5.30 a.m., like, I'm reading between that whole hour. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Because if you think about it, like, if you read for one hour every day in one year, you know, 365 hours of reading, you probably learn a lot. You learn a lot reading, yeah. You have to be interested in the book, though, I feel like, for yeah. me at least. But, um, yeah, I love, I mean, the few books I have read, I've enjoyed Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess my New Year's resolution would be um, I want to try to get into college here in the next year and try to do a few classes. Sick. So that's probably going to be my re- resolution is just to get to where I'm doing maybe one class or so. Perfect. It's a good, it's good, man. It's a good New Year's resolution. I like that. Um, do you have to get... Uh, you have your high school diploma and stuff? Or? I don't. I just have to oh. work for is the GED and all that good stuff. I imagine it's pretty quick to get, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I think they said that it's gotten harder, but really? um, I'll, I guess I'll find out. 
how long how long did you go to school? When did you quit school? Um, I should know this about you, but I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know myself really. I I went to high school for a little bit, and then I just kind of feathered off and decided to do whatever the hell I want. So. <laughs> Yeah. You just don't like school or No, I don't like being told what to do. That's one cool. thing about me is I never I mean, I've gotten better with uh with uh, authority and everything and Yeah. I'm, I sound like a total shithead talking about it, but I'm really not guys. I No dude, I I feel you. When but, I think as we get older we kinda realize uh, that old saying, you know, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but that's part of learning, dude. Gotta be stoked on that. Yeah. I, uh... Anyways, guys, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get together some more. Hopefully, do more of these in 2019. Yeah. Me, you, and Tyler sit down and talk about random crap that's going on. Hopefully, we'll have more to talk about. Yeah. Hopefully, get that bike park going a little bit. Um, you'll be living here, so that'd be sick. Yeah. It'd be fun. 2019, guys. Hoorah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to tell anybody, man, if you guys have any questions or ideas for the podcast, anything you guys want to see change, or anybody you want to see us interview in 2019, ideas. Uh, I got a pretty good interview list, so I'll go through those, but I'm more than happy to reach out and do some interviews and with random people. Uh, questions, anything, sandstonecycles at gmail.com. Reach us out on social media, all that stuff. Write us questions, say hello, and that's it, man. Hoorah. All right. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Later, guys.